0: Welcome to Business Talk Sister Gawk. I'm Becca. And I'm Ruthie. And today we are going to be starting an episode about how to choose a business name. We're super excited about this because we probably spent at least 20 minutes laughing about ridiculous (laughs) business names before we started. (laughs) So stay till the end because we are going to gawk about that for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the first question we have is, Ruthie, where should we start?
1: Yeah, so I would say you should start by just asking yourself what you want to do with your business. You know, like, do you want to be more um, versatile in all the things that you do? Do you want to be very specific? You have to think through what you are willing to do, what you're wanting to do, and what you're wanting to do long term. So don't just think about uh, short term and what you want to do right now, but think ten years out. You know, like, where do you want to be at as a business, and will your name constantly reflect that as you continue to progress and move forward. So where I would start is just do some brainstorming. You know, there, we found this really cool um, business name generator. Uh, which oh, my
0: word. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> we found
1: some some good uh, places to start with that, which was mostly hilarious, but it gives you some good ideas of, of kind of what things would sound like if you threw different words together Um, and then think about the keywords that you want to uh, have associated with your business.
0: Especially think about what services or products you're offering, right? And and if you're saying, okay, well this is the product that I have, how does the name relate to that product, Mm -hmm. right? Or how does the service you're providing relate to the product that you would like to be using? And within that, I mean, take a step back and think about, all right, this is something that I want to provide. So ask your friends and family, does this reflect that service? Mm -hmm. Is this something that looks right? Or would you suggest a couple of things? I'm going to tell you right now, any person you ask is probably going to tell you yes or no or have 80 more ideas for you. (laughs) And don't feel like you need to be tied to one specific person's opinion about that. Uh, get lots of different feedback before you start Mm -hmm. but also think about characteristics of what describes you so if you're providing a specific service and it's something that's near and dear to your heart or something that also reflects a little bit of your personality it would be good to ask people and your friends and family people close to you okay, what exactly represents me? Like what characteristics or virtues would you say that I have? Mm -hmm. And off of those things, you can even get a whole bunch more things. So if somebody says, well, you're really energizing. Okay, so there's a characteristic word. But what does that look like to then make that into a brand? Is it, okay, does that mean I give life to situations? Does it have something to do with maybe... Uh, a tree or whatever when you're thinking about logos to describe your business and your personality. Mm -hmm. right? Um, Also another thing we talked about or have had discussions about is uh, keywords and industry specificness. Should you have what you do in the name of your business and Ruthie's going to talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Um, I think one mistake that people make often is they pick a business name right away. Um, I honestly would recommend sitting with it for like starting the process and then ending in about a month. So you start in the first week, you're doing all of all of that brainstorming and you're compiling your keywords and thinking, okay, yeah, you have your industry-specific keywords, you have your descriptor keywords, you have your personal keywords of things that you want, and kind of split it into those categories. So then you have almost this bank of, of words that you can use to describe Your business but also name your business and then so you're doing that in the first week right like you're compiling this list and then you're really hitting the ground and asking all of your friends and saying what do you think here's what I want to do what words would you use to describe that keeping me in mind specifically Um, and then as you ask people about that then keep adding to that bank and keep adding to that bank and then at the end of that week Throw together some of your top five ideas, so you have this this list, list of top five ideas of things that you think would be good for a business name that makes sense. And keep in mind too, you could have a really good um, idea of what you want to do, and you're like, oh, I could make it really abstract and like, but think about if someone was just looking at that, would they be able to tell what it is that you are wanting to do with your business? It's it's all well and good to have something that's really like catchy or whatever, you know, like, and, and, and um, witty, but if nobody is going to understand it, they have to think really, really hard to be able to make the connections. It's not worth it, you know, so think about that, too, um, and so you've got this week, and the last day, you've got your, your, your list of five, and then sit with that for two weeks, you know, just tell yourself those names every day, narrow it down to one, and then tell yourself those names every single day, and try to like, if that's what you want moving forward, that's going to be with you. Like, again, thinking long term, potentially for 10 years or longer. You know, so really make sure that, and I don't want to make this super like paralyzing to people, but I think it's worth taking the time to think through it.
0: But at the same time, I'm just going to come from the, the opposite angle of what Ruthie's talking about, um, because I'm the kind of person that I can't stick to mm-hmm. just one type of business in my business and when I came up with my business name it was because of the story behind it Mm -hmm. and for some people if you're not good at articulating the story and making the story memorable you totally need to take Ruthie's advice Mm -hmm. absolutely Um, but if you can talk with people and say this is why I picked this name and you can do that in less than 30 seconds and it's a story that they are going to always come back to oh yeah I remember that company. Um, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say with like just in my exploring of my business name, here, here's some like, okay, this is where I feel like maybe I shot myself in the foot. But at the same time, I don't regret that. <laughs> so if you get it wrong or if it's not exactly what you wanted, it's okay. So my business name is Wise Elephant Consulting i have had a ton of people say okay yeah like you know we were working with you white elephant consulting and i'm like yep i am not a giant garage sale Um, (laughs) which is a little bit awkward but it's funny Um, but the reason i picked wise elephant consulting and i'll tell them that is because i believe it is wise to talk about the elephant in the room Mm. and all of a sudden when you say that and it's very short everyone remembers it in the future oh yeah that's what her company name means Mm -hmm. and if you can tell that story really quickly and like yep this is why i have that company name it sticks with people and they remember it into the future maybe they don't remember it in the right detail but then they go oh yeah that that elephant in the room that's what it is it's an Mm -hmm. elephant company (laughs) which i really don't work with elephants (laughs) right
1: and i think a good like corporate example of that of is the company that mattress company purple you know when you think about the name purple you don't think mattress company (laughs) but they've done a really good job at telling their story and the marketing that they've done has been actually really good and so they've um, been able to build their brand around that and people have they've done a good job at telling the story of their company even
0: though their name doesn't necessarily reflect what they do But the nice thing about having a little bit of an ambiguous name is that if you diversify into Mm -hmm. other things. So, for example, if uh, Purple, the mattress company, were to say, okay, now we're going to start selling sofas or Mm -hmm. whatever else. um, Within that, they're not just tied to number one mattress company, Mm right? Right. Um, they have lots of options for how they can diversify their business which is good to think about because if you start say maybe as a car detailing company and then you expand further but your name is car detailing it's it's a little bit harder and 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 confusing for people who are looking for a different service that you also do offer. Mm-hmm. So thinking about how can you make it a little broader so you can branch out into new categories if you need to in the future mm-hmm. um, is going to be helpful if you ever have to pivot your business based on like industry disruption or like something else with like an economic issue, whatever. You want to be able to be flexible enough to move your business if you need to.
1: Yeah, and I think that comes back to to like Becca was saying earlier, knowing yourself well enough to know am I going to be able to
0: articulate this well and tell people the story if I do pick a more abstract name. Um, So the next thing we're going to talk about in that is, is that name actually available? Does somebody (laughs) else already own it? And can you use it for your business? Now sometimes um, people think, well, there's someone on the internet that has this name. Okay, but they're in a different state or Mm -hmm. a different country. They might have a good website that has the domain name in it but you can actually still use that name in a different state because you register your business name with the secretary of state whoop, whoop, yeah! and <laughs> that's a way you can search they have a search function within each state to find whether or not that name has already been taken mm-hmm. now it's important to know that um if you have a specific business structure and you file your name it will have that business structure on the end unless it's a certificate of assumed name. So lots of big words I'm gonna try to break it down for you.
1: Good. If you file
0: a name so for example my business is an LLC so when I filed my business it was Wise Elephant Consulting LLC but because I don't want the LLC in my name I then had to file a a certificate of assumed name, or it's also known as a DBA, doing doing business business as.
1: As. Wow, we didn't plan that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just talk it out loud together, right? Now, if you're a sole proprietor, which means you are basically the company, you yourself, and you're paying yourself straight through, um, you usually just file a certificate of assumed name with the secretary of state. When you look at that, so say, for example, you're like, wow, in the future I want to start this whole product or whatever and my business is this, but I need to do something with this, but I want to run it during the same thing. Surprise! You can actually file another certificate of assumed name for your original business as well. Mm. So you can have more than one if you need to. Mm. An example of this would be Business Talk Sister Gok. That is a DBA. Yes, it is. (laughs) he forgot that's how we filed No,
1: I just just (laughs) made that that noise and then I was like, that made me sound like I was surprised. So then I was like, I should state, yes, it is. Like I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) Which I did know that. (laughs) It just
0: (laughs) just made you sound even more like, oh, yeah, we did that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So um, when you file your business, so you're going to look it up, you're going to see, oh, this is available. No one else has his name. Great. So you Do the website information. You file it with your address and all of that. And then, surprise, you're going to get a whole bunch of junk mail about businesses, just so you know. Because if you register with the Secretary of State, everyone knows that you now have a business and they're going to try to sell you stuff. (laughs) You'll also get lots of spam in the mail saying, you need to renew your business name. Those are like independent companies trying to freak you out. You can actually renew your business name every, I think it's like every two or three years on the Secretary of State website so and it doesn't cost anything to renew it um unless you like have not renewed it and expired and you have to pay to get it back up and running again Hmm. found that out (laughs) (laughs) so
1: anyways so within that um tell us about the domain name situation like how do you pick a domain name with your business
0: yeah okay so another good way to start looking at whether or not a name is available to so look at does anyone else have this specific website domain name so you can look that up on like any major um, hosting company that sells domain names like godaddy or whatever and see does someone already have this cuz sometimes someone already has purchased it and you can't get that but if you put like if you just change sometimes they'll be like you should get like a .io or .net instead of .com cuz then you can have the same thing i mean that's fine mm-hmm. to do But most people are more familiar in the United States specifically with .com. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wouldn't necessarily recommend going straight to like a .net or something else for an ending. Um, You can, probably not the most universal for people trying to look up a website though. So what you can do though, if you have the same name as someone else in a different state, you can actually in your domain name add that. So like a lot of things up where in northern Minnesota, have Northstar in it, northstar.com. But you could say Northstar MN for the state, or you can add Northstar Development, or whatever you want, part of your business name. Within that, when we were talking about keywords, especially within your industry, something you should really think about for searchability on the web. Mm -hmm. If you have in your domain name, what you do so say like construction or cosmetology most people are actually probably looking for hairstylist. Mm -hmm. if you put those things in your in your domain name it's gonna show up for those things especially by geographic location for people looking for those services um so definitely think about that as you're choosing a domain name it's Mm -hmm. just as important to choose a domain name as a regular business name most Mm -hmm. people do them the same Uh, For mine, it's wiseelephantconsulting.com, right? But within that, what does that look like? Is it searchable um, or is there a specific niche market that you want to go after to make it more specific to an area? Maybe it's the city name. Are you adding that to it? It really depends on what your target market is as well. So think about that within how you choose a domain name. And when you choose a domain name, Make sure that you're not paying a ton of money for it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will buy a whole bunch of domain names and then sell them for like $1,000 each. Mm-hmm. There's no <laughs> way you should be paying that much money for a domain
1: name. And basically how they can do that is they find um, keywords and things like that that are competitive right now and they find all the domain names that they can associated to those keywords and they buy them from someplace like GoDaddy and then they will resell them to people who want them, or there's some people who watch and they'll say, um, say you have a, um, a domain name that's going to be like expire. You have to renew it. They'll watch and wait for it to expire, and before you can go in and renew it, they'll buy it, and then you have to go in and buy it from them, which is just a sneaky mean thing to do. But that, that a lot of people do it. Competitors will do that often too. If you um, if they you have even if it's not the same domain name as them, but they know that your domain name is going to expire soon, they'll just go in and buy it, and then your website is kind of sunk
0: at that point. <laughs> well, I think it's important to just pay attention to mm-hmm. when your hosting provider says, hey, you need to renew your domain name. Yeah. Don't let it expire. Yeah. That's a big thing because a lot of stuff with your website, if you lose your domain name, that's a lot of the authority that you've built with search engines over time. And then it's like, oh, just kidding, we're picking a new one and we don't have this old one anymore. You lose a lot of ranking. And then you have to rebuild that all over again because you'll have to make a new site. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can keep all of, if you have a, like a hosting provider and you just plug in a new domain name, you can do that. But in terms of authority, mm-hmm. it's basically like having someone you've had a relationship with, with the re- for a really long time and then saying, sorry, this person no longer exists. Now you get to work with this guy. Mm-hmm so um, same
1: qualifications but you have to rebuild that trust
0: again yeah mm-hmm. yeah working with search engines is like Building a relationship.
1: Yeah. Also, recently I learned that Bing has an actual uh, system of how they rank people. So they have like a whole detailed. This is if you have these things on your website. In general, this is how they will rank you. Google doesn't have that. They just leave it ambiguous so they can rank people however they want, which is a little, <laughs> a little sketchy to me. But I just found that out this weekend that um, that. Yeah, Bing actually has a thing that you can look up, and they keep it updated and stuff. And if they have new algorithms that roll out, then they put that on there to say this is a new way that we're ranking people. Um, yeah, I just thought that was kind of sneaky that Google's like, yeah, we're just not gonna tell anybody. We're just, <laughs> we just, just to do whatever we want. Figure out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, our gawk portion today, (laughs) oh my goodness, you guys, when we were trying to figure out what we're doing for this episode, we were like, let's see if there's any business name generators out there, which there are. There's many. We'll link to one in the um, blog post. But okay, so you can just type keywords in and then press generate and it'll give you like a whole bunch of variations with different... (laughs) uh,
1: So the first one, Becca was like typing, you know, ones that you would actually legitimately want to have in your business and then she just settled on flabby like that was like <laughs> and then we just lost it we just kept looking at all the ones based on the word
0: flabby there's like okay you guys it's so hilarious okay i just searched that and then press generate and it's like filled and flabby ultra <laughs> flabby hybrid flabby inspire flabby <laughs> just, all
1: these things i was like why would anybody want okay
0: that? this is one of my favorites Photogenic Flabby. (laughs) Uh, Smoosh flabby. Calm flabby. (laughs) I think the term is just hilarious because it's like if you if you imagine a business, like I always think about what business would have that. Like Mm -hmm. if you were like, hi, I'm a photography business. Oh, what's your business name? Photogenic Flabby. (laughs) I specialize in making flab look good. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <Good laughs> These are know. just great names. And then, because we were having so much fun with this, we had to Google like hilarious business names <laughs> slash unfortunate <laughs> business names, and we're gonna link to those on the blog too. We'll probably share them <laughs> on social media. But oh my goodness, Ruthie, that's <laughs> some good ones.
1: There was one that was a it's a salon, and it's mm. called Curl Up and Die. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it's so funny. I was like, okay. Literally Becca was like, okay, we need to we just need to start recording. I was like, okay, but look at all of these. And I'm just laughing so hard. And the other one is um it looked like a like a corporate <laughs> I don't even know. It was like a more high up business. They had a really large team photo, so there's a decent amount of people that work there. It's called Boring Business Systems. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do for a living <laughs> and then there was some that was like they tried to do more like word play and stuff and one of them was um a bakery called bread zeppelin <laughs> and another one called
0: bread pit <laughs> i don't even know if that's even a word play uh, what like is Bra- that even-
1: brad pit oh <laughs> yeah. okay
0: I see. <laughs> wow, celebrity names into your business.
1: Yeah, and the last one—I don't know if it was like—it looks like someone's last name, like the way it's spelled. But it's—it's—it says Amy Gone Funeral Home. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was
0: so. Amigon. Amagon. A- Amagon, Amigon. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would. Yeah, I would probably pronounce it that way. The Amy Gunn Funeral Home. <laughs> Amy
1: Gunn. It looks like Amy Gone Funeral Home. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, we have we always have fun, so thank you for um, being a part of our wonderful audience. Um, you can find us at businesstalksistergok.com. You can uh, look for us on Instagram. Bus- Tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, share a link to our website or our podcast. We're on Spotify. Um, have a wonderful week.
0: Yeah, Ruthie, we just had like eighty call to actions there. Yeah. <laughs> Should we go back? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week.